And we are live, everyone. Hey! Oh my god! Hi! I need a drink of my coffee. Oh my god! We are live. Oh, that's good coffee. Yeah. Oh what? 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 <laughs> emotional what? damage. I need some emotional repairage. <laughs> None of us are trained therapists, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'll take a look anyway. Uh, no, wait. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't need you to look at me if you want. Anyways. Five dollars to touch you while I touch your toes. So, Eric. Yes. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy this one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> the joke's ever turned. Yes. <laughs> Yes. No. How much does it, <laughs> <laughs> How much does it cost for a pirate to get his ear pierced? Oh no. Ooh, I actually have this one. Oh, do you? Yeah. What is it? You know, it's a buccaneer. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be an arm leg. <laughs> and a peg leg. Uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. The show has gone down the shitter. Uh, <laughs> This is my last show. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm retiring. Well, I'm, I just this. remember, just remember this: that you know, <laughs> on the horizon, there once was a sea. There once was a ship that, that went was put to, sea. to sea. See what I did there. The name of the ship. Uh, was a a push the ship out the sea, Eric. Possibly. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Cut that tasty <laughs> intro. <laughs> So, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, he's who, who likes Who likes wordplay? I do. Like, okay. Oh, baby, oh, baby. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a lyricist, so I like wordplay. Okay, okay, Matt. How do you turn a pirate furious? I don't rightly know. Take the pee away. <laughs> he's just irate. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wiki Wiki remix. Wow. I like that lyricist. <laughs> Can we have the intro now? Yes. That's a short intro, guys. (laughs) (laughs) To the point. Right. Oh, I'm Joe. I'm Eric. I'm James, JD the third, and what? 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 (laughs) And I'm the devil. Oh God. Just kidding, I'm Matt. No, that would be me. Oh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Call yeah. me Big Papa. <laughs> I love yeah. it when you call me Big Papa. No. <laughs> okay, so JD, guess what I just thought of? You know how we've been doing things like we've been talking all night and like certain scenes would pop in my head? Yes. Yeah, so when they just did this, where of course Joe took on the mantle of father... And Matt followed him. For some odd reason, I just thought of the Nicolas Cage shitty movie Ghost Rider. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Like, Joe would be Mephisto. And he would probably... Never mind. Anyways, not going there. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's legit. I'll save you, Eric. That was your all's week. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not too bad on my end. It was actually a pretty relaxing week, so. And... To follow up a relaxing 
even though crappy, it was relaxing more than usual. We... Guess what we're doing tomorrow? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Except uh, me. Except me. Yeah. Except for going. Matt. I'm not going. Yeah. Oh. No. I'm, I'm poor. He, he's lame. Um, hey. We are going to the Southern Indiana Renaissance Fair. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of jealous that you guys are going because I honestly did want to go. Because it's close to where my folks used to Well, my, my folks live and I used to live there. And I've passed this place so many times and it looks amazing. So I'm actually a little bit jealous that you guys are going. I mean, I get to go in October. Maybe. But, yeah, if all goes well. If we um, haven't killed you yet. <laughs> yeah, no you guys need to take, like, you. lots of pictures and, and, you know, show me. And then, obviously. Dude, I'm going to be too drunk to take okay, pictures. Okay, JD, you're in charge of pictures because I know no, you're responsible. No, no, JD, JD gets drunk. Okay, I don't care who takes pictures and videos. I don't care if you're drunk. Eric I just, is I need the to DD. See Eric okay, is Eric. the DD. Yeah, I, I love how I just got thrown into that. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, and I I can guarantee you going to quote-unquote renaissance fairs, I don't think they're really big on your pictures, videos, proof, if you will. <laughs> so, or evidence. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> just don't pull like what you know some people would do at like Burning Man. Just don't do that kind of shit. Hearsay. Yeah. Objection. Hearsay. I don't, burn the, burn I don't the know custom. what thou mean. <laughs> right. I don't what is thou Twitter? I do. I do not want Did to end up stalking. Burn down thy <laughs> castle. Is that, <laughs> is that thine blue bird uh, <laughs> pigeon? <laughs> There once was a sh- uh, no, 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 copyright, no. copyright. Oh. Eric, how you doing? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so I've always been a fan of wrestling and it was funny because like listening to all of this. Are you like, going to go as a masked wrestler? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a luchador. I was about to say he's going to go as like a luchador. No. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, I'll but the thing it. is, is like watching like wrestling, like growing up and everything like that, like seeing all of you all interact, you know, with evidence potentially or proof or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite wrestler, not really, but it could have been the Hulk stir because I like to stir the pot. I'm going to wow. end up in a wow. stockade tomorrow wow. yes. for the rest of my life. Because we can put, uh, pay a dollar, just one dollar, to put you in jail. <laughs> to get out. So To get out, the price is a dollar. So I'm going to steal your wallet. No. And JD's going to pay for you to get in jail. No, no you're not stealing his wallet. You're stealing his, his, his bag of holding. Oh, that's D and D. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. His coin purse. Just... I've never been to a Renaissance fair. Okay, leave me alone. But he really wants to go. Yeah, and he's well, really yeah. sad that he couldn't go. I've always wanted to go to one. But he never had. What, what would the? Uh, what would one coin be back then? What What was the? What was those called? In piracy, what would you? What would you call a coin? <laughs> I. Would it well, be? A, would it be a shiver? Be timber. Thanks for explaining that. No, but I'm trying to say it, it was something like okay, so back in the olden times, way before we were alive, but they would sit there and call a certain oh. a certain word for a coin. Um, I have no idea. A shingling, shilling. Um, oh, there it is. Shilling, yeah, yeah. 
I'm just trying to figure out why the Renaissance Fair, like, you have to pay a dollar. One dollar. They could have made it so much more interesting. Use actual coins? Yeah. That would be kind of cool. I mean, I would, I would really. We're, we're if they are going away from it being a Ren fair and more into a LARP at this point. I'm just yes. saying that if I was there's the a ra- fine line between LARPing and Ren fair. Is there, is <laughs> right. there really though? There is. What is LARPing oh yes, for? there is. What is, what is LARPing stand for again? I forgot. Live action role play. Yes. Ah, okay, that's right. <laughs> I actually saw, I actually saw a video on YouTube one time of a band. I cannot remember what the band's name was. I will just say that their costumes. They were LARPing in the video, but they had taken a bunch of Paps blue ribbon. <laughs> and made their their chess pieces out of their beer cans, and that's how they larped. I thought that's it was awesome. the coolest thing ever. Yes, but again, if JD and Joe try to put me in a stockade and make me pay my own <laughs> dollar to get out of it and stuff, <laughs> I might turn it into larping and chop one of their legs off and just give them a wooden stick and be like, "There you go." <laughs> I'll be honest; it'll probably backfire, and I'll end up in the prison. <laughs> I mean, you already have. Right? Yes, there's yeah. a picture out there. There is, there is, there proof. is a picture. That picture is or, there. Right. As Matt said, evidence. <laughs> but you're still here. Yeah. Anyways. I'm still around. <laughs> my week was, uh, I got a tan. Yeah. Not, not a wanted tan. <laughs> For some reason, I got really used to, uh, and this is, this is going back a few years when me and Joe actually worked at a place that pretty much everybody has heard of, Geek Squad. Right. Oh, yeah. I got really used to sitting at a desk in air conditioning. <laughs> my current position and post is like yeah i think today was 90 degree weather 80 yep. 90 degree weather yeah plus humidity yeah 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 i got a tan an unwelcome tan but i still have a tan <laughs> that's okay it's gonna be 90 degrees out tomorrow and i'm going to be wearing a coat and a shirt that your wife is currently still trying to get the piracy I, I, out of right <laughs> That shirt is covered in nothing but beer and piss. And stains, people. Broken, stains. Broke it, broke it. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that he have doesn't, he doesn't really there, remember. That have sat there since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so for the past 10, ten years. years. Yes. 10 years. <laughs> you've had these stains. Yes. Oh, man. That is. If that ain't pirate like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Hey, where's this thing from? Uh, that was from... Uh, I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I last I time I went to a Renaissance Fair, I was dragged out of the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> and I do have... Uh, I what? recently talked to our third member of that group that time. Yes. And uh, he did confirm that it was not me and him carrying you. It was him carrying the both of us. <laughs> Fair. With me trying. <laughs> and there was a possible new invention. Guinness pizza. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Which nobody besides Joe liked that. Oh, that was amazing. But then I woke up at home, so. <laughs> uh, yes, we're also dealing with allergies. Yeah. yeah. He was outside. and <laughs> Oh, man, it begins. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> But I will also say to end this, to move on to you, JD. Yeah. What's everybody enjoying coffee-wise tonight? Uh, it's a joke. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> we are enjoying Eric's dad again tonight. Armando. <laughs> I blame Matt for that. Yes. It's delicious. I'm not going to lie. Delicious. <laughs> your pops is delicious. Shut up, JD. <laughs> How's your week? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Eric. <laughs> so, oh, apparently they want to see evidence. Uh-oh. 
of tomorrow. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, it will happen. Maybe I might need to stay sober just a little bit. Just I don't care if you're bit. sober or drunk. I need evidence, and I want I want to see what happens. <laughs> Mainly because okay. I just want to see what it looks like, what they've done with the place, because that's honestly... I mean, there's thing. pictures on Facebook right now. I don't care about the pictures on Facebook. I want to see pictures of you all. We're right here. That's creepy. Yes, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> so he said he's never been nice. to a Renaissance Fair, and guess what? He just got banned for the rest of his life. So he'll right. be at a Renaissance Fair. So Silver Fox says, Eric's dad must be tasty if you're drinking him again. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Thank you, Silver Fox. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Quite, quite. You are correct. You are correct. <laughs> You know, my week was great. I, you know, the only thing I missed out on was walking in traffic. So. <laughs> Tell him your dad's reaction. Oh god. <laughs> oh no, he, he his reaction was like, "That's you don't really need to sit there and while I'm saying this, sip the coffee." <laughs> <laughs> but no, I told him that everybody enjoyed his his uh, Colombian taste. <laughs> And how he was so smooth, and he just had, he just got a case of the chuckles. He was like, that's awesome. <laughs> Tell him I'm, I'm great tasting, less filling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang me, pirates. Uh, I might be able to beat this. Oh, no. Um, so, my week at work, it's been busy. I've been having to cover for one of my people being out this week. Yeah. Uh, so, it's been pretty he- hectic. And also kind of doing some of my other position work from before. Uh, so what you're saying is you miss me. Yes. Okay. Yes. We always miss you. Uh, I mean, work was just on fire this week. In a good way or a bad way? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I completely the, forgot. Welcome back. Man. Yeah. yeah. I had a little bit of a. So. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I made it out there, but. I left work that day. It was a wind. It was either Wednesday or Tuesday, and I got a message from one of our buddies, one of our fans, one of my work buddies. Hi, Martin. Yeah, <laughs> and he sat there and said, "Oh yeah, by the way, uh, our our the outside of our house is on fire, or the outside of the workplace is on fire." <laughs> and I'm sitting like, "Huh? What happened? Oh, apparently one of the people that worked there walked out of our break room, uh, decided to start smoking." And flicked it into a uh, one of our like big business looking like trash receptacles. No, like a plant. Oh, uh, plant container. Okay. Uh, it looks like it's concrete, but no, it's not concrete. <laughs> it's what would you say, there, Eric? It's it's something that's very flammable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all we need. Yeah. On top of already flammable wood chips. And dry wood, and it was already 90 degrees. <laughs> so it went up like napalm. <laughs> Jeez. Napalm and Tully Buddy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. something that just came to mind, you telling that story, the funny thing is, is like, I've worked with you and Joe, mm-hmm. both, at both of your locations currently, that you're both at. Both the buildings have caught on fire. <laughs> It was really close to catching on fire because that was like a couple of steps from the break door. Right. <laughs> that would have been a really good story. Yeah, my workplace went on fire. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say his work is a uh, dumpster fire. 
I think he. I, well, okay. So Joe's told us about his week. I've told about my week and how you all are emotionally crippling me because you keep drinking my dad. <laughs> the fact that you told me about what happened with you and then he says something like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's just move on to the uh, the article. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Were you going to say something about your week? Not really. Good. <laughs> how was your week, Matt? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the impending doom. That is my life. Okay. That's so, all. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Audible. With more than 400,000 audiobooks, there's always something to listen to. <laughs> While working or working out, I like to listen to a good audiobook. I took a break from the world of Westeros and the constant betrayals of trust and friendship and started listening to something different. Star Wars. <laughs> I'm prepared for the. I am getting prepared for the Kenobi series this week. I listened to Star Wars Brotherhood by Mike Chin and narrated by Jonathan Davis. Audible has a great selection of podcasts, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, audiobooks, and Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. Da, 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 da. So start your 30-day trial and get your first audiobook for free by going to audibletrials.com/genx. Ooh. Should be changing at some point, but right. <laughs> right. Thanks, Audible. <laughs> don't yeah, join yeah. the dark side. Don't join the dark side. We have, we have cookies. cookies. I might join. The Shut up, man. Yes, we no. just yeah. No, you got to no. pound it. Fist bump. Come on, man. Don't leave me hanging here, bro. Yeah, this Pop is it. live. Yeah, exactly. People are. Come on, buddy. What? <laughs> there we go. I swear. It's like you're out of your element. Oh, and get us into that streaming and movie corner. Streaming and movie corner! <laughs> we so, really need an intro for that. We do, we do. But it's Who a- would like to see an intro for that? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm sure people have seen this, but there's been like pictures and stuff of like the behind-the-scenes artwork of this movie. So Pixar's next movie is called Elemental. It's an animated feature based on director Peter Sun's childhood in New York, and it will hit theaters June 16th, 2023. Produced by Denise Reem, I guess is how you pronounce it. The Good Dinosaur, which I actually haven't seen that, but I heard it was really good. And Cars 2, which I have seen, and I love it. So Elemental journeys alongside an unlikely pair, Ember and Wade, in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. So basically, instead of having races, like you said earlier, JD. Yeah, they're kind of going with the melty pot story, but with... This is as bad as I hate to sit there and say it, because I feel like it has a mixture of, what would we say, Zootopia? Yeah. kind of has a Zootopia feel to it in terms of like the backstory of it. This is kind of the melting pot story. Yeah. And it, it looks good. I like the artwork for it. I love Pixar movies. Pixar movies, I've never really had much of a bad one, other than a certain one about cars. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> my parents immigrated from Korea in the early 1970s. They did? And built, this is a quote, Oh, built a bustling grocery store in the Bronx. We were among many families who ventured to a new land with hopes and dreams. All of us mixing into one big salad bowl of cultures. I like that. Uh, languages and beautiful little neighborhoods. Wait, beautiful little neighborhoods? Happy little trees. Are, he, are you sure he's talking about the Bronx? <laughs> but uh, that's what led me to Elemental, said the native New Yorker 
in a statement. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I actually haven't seen much. I've only seen, like, pictures, like I said, of, like, the, the animation, like, behind the scenes, like, the storyboard type stuff. I didn't even know that this was coming out anytime soon, so... It kind of dropped suddenly this week. Yeah. But, um... Uh, it was I don't a nice know. little surprise. It, in a way, it kind of reminds me of, uh... What's that movie? Inside Out. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. And of that... It has... It kind of has that bright color style. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's what I kind of equated it to. So, I don't know. I mean, it's Pixar, like you said. Pixar... They haven't really made anything that has been horrible. So... They've been pretty good with everything. Yeah. Lately, too. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited for it. It'd be cool to, to watch with my kiddo and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The one thing that I like, JD looked it up on his laptop, and I saw the picture, like you all looked at, of the uh, two characters from the movie. Yep. Not, I'm not going to say that I'm a big fan of Pixar. I like Pixar, but uh, but that picture really, uh, it kind of, kind of brought me back a little bit. Because I saw the two characters in it, one being the element of fire, yep. the other one of, I guess, ice? Uh, water. Water? Oh, okay. So. Yeah, the names. Is there again. a wind? So, uh, I don't know. For example, the, Earth? the fire character, her name is Ember, and the water character is Wade. Wading in the water. It would have been cool if they named him Wave, and then, of course, Ember. <laughs> See what I'm saying there? Oh, yeah, no. So, fire, I look at that and I'm like, ah, oh, Frozen, Firestarter. Like, these are all things that go through my head when I see characters that uh, looks like a third grader drew it. Oh. Oh, come on. Am I ruining Pixar for you? Yeah. A little bit. You're ruining it for me, too. So, let's get into. So, let's shift, shift the topic. Let's, let's shift the, the storytelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's going to be a thing tonight. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Lucasfilm and Disney shifting the storytelling of Star Wars. What is? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. Don't Hold my pearls. <laughs> Hold my French poodle. Anyway. And you all thought I ruined the last story. <laughs> yeah. right. This one hadn't even begun yet. <laughs> <laughs> So, Lucasfilm boss Kathleen Kennedy has addressed the reason. I don't like the way she runs Star Wars. Oh, okay. I thought you were just like getting all huffy because of her name. Like, no, I just. You said her name, I, you're like, I, I don't like. You got like, something against Kennedy's, bro? No, Kathleen oh. Kennedy, specifically. <laughs> um. Lucasfilm boss Kathleen Kennedy has addressed the reason for the hiatus in the Star Wars film slate, explaining that there has been a shift in their storytelling approach. Uh Uh-oh. Let's hope they're shifting up and not down. It's a car joke. Or Millennium Falcon joke. I mean, I don't know if they're manual. This news story is brought to you by... (laughs) Yeah. I hate Um, sand. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just wait. (laughs) We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Keep going, bud. (laughs) 
It seems the pivot towards television has influenced their film projects, as Kennedy hinted that trilogies may no longer be the best way to structure their stories. It wasn't a good way to begin with! Yeah. Okay. I do think... A little bit of fun has gone out of making these gigantic movies. The business, the stakes, everything has been infused in the last 10 years or so. There's a kind of spontaneous and good time that we have to be careful to preserve, Kennedy explained. We all recognize, every single one of us, that this was a new chapter for the company and that we needed to all work together to create the architecture for where we were going. Hmm. Lots of hmm. talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hesitate to use words trilogy anymore because Star Wars is much more about persistent storytelling, Kennedy said. Kennedy said that the team reassessed the situation and now has a roadmap for the future. The roadmap includes um, Taika with. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's how you say it. Yeah. Okay. He did the uh, he did uh, the Just last Thor movie. Taika Watiti's. Okay. Star Wars movie, which is <laughs> reportedly <laughs> pegged to arrive on the big screen before. Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, considering that one was delayed indefinitely. Oh. These movies are going to be standalone stories in the universe. I don't like that. No. I mean... Pivot! Pivot! I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Again, it, it's, it's just... <laughs> I am kind of unsure... With that idea, I know that they are kind of keeping the the constant storytelling in a way with the TV series, like they said. You know, we got the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett. Um, we got Ahsoka coming out, right? So I think they really need to reassess how how they want to go to do the Star Wars series as a whole. Do they want to have the miniseries? Do they want to have full length series? Do they want movies? Do they want single movies or trilogies? And I think they're confusing what they want. Mm-hmm. It, now, mind you, they've got the money to do it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can do whatever they want. Right. I mean, they they basically print money. <laughs> right. I mean, but Deep still. Deep Matterhorn is but a the whole, money printer. <laughs> the whole, like, in, in the Star Wars universe was built upon trilogies. It was. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to completely write that off and say, oh, we don't want to do trilogies anymore. They were working on a trilogy, and I th- uh, like a trilogy, and they canceled it, if I remember. They were going to do another three movies. I mean, that's basically what everything is about nowadays, is, is a trilogy, because even with, like, multiple different... No, it's all about the multiverse well, now. But still, it's a trilogy, because it's all-encompassing. Yeah, because, I mean, you got the entire... You know, as far as Marvel well, the, the goes. trilogy, the thought behind the trilogy is a full storytelling of one part of the whole story, yeah. not a multiverse per se. But still, I don't know. I just think that they're kind of like 
They're just maybe like trying to figure out what the hell to do next to to be innovative. Maybe that's why. Because I mean, holograms. Like, like, it says it says here like holograms beamed into my eyeballs. <laughs> we gotta have oh. more porgs. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, we gotta have more cowbell. Cowbell. <laughs> yeah. I have a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> I have a fever, and the only thing that can cure me is more trilogies. No, no, no! So no. darts. <laughs> and Eric joins in. All right, but it, like, like she's quoted here. It says, "I do think a little bit of the fun has gone out of making these gigantic movies." But what do you expect? It's fucking Star Wars. They're gigantic in nature. It's Star Wars. Yeah, but uh, okay. So at what point in time does a series or a title need to be retired? I, hear, hear me that's out. A good, that's a good. Hear me out. Not saying that there isn't a lot to explore in the Star Wars universe, but let's go with the series. And leave it at that, and no more of these big. So we can explore individual characters so, instead of massive storylines. I can also bring up the really like the elephant in the room with the trilogy, with the New Republic trilogy. I guess you could say it, it, that would be what you would call it, right? The New Republic. I, I guess. Uh, I mean the next generation. Seven, eight, nine. Oh, okay. uh, the. The problem with that was they had a roadmap for the first movie, for, you know, The Force Awakens. Right. And I, from what I've gotten in theories and et cetera, et cetera, they really didn't have a roadmap of the plot. <clears throat> they kind of winged it with the next two movies. Now, what if this could also be a way for them to, as Joe put it, retire the... The Star Wars franchise. What if they decided to do something new? Make the next quote unquote Star Wars. Yeah. Something original. I mean, I could see that. I mean, if that was the plan down the road, I could get behind that. I mean, I really kind of would hope that they would do that because as they've sit there, like you had just said, because it's been like, I don't think either, like anybody sitting at this table right now would actually have said. Like, when something was said, like a key word or a key phrase, someone would be like, oh, yeah, that. I just kept hearing, you know, there th- they, there's a possibility they might retire it. But then Joe had mentioned, well, what if they just go to series? What right. if they stop making movies? Well, and yeah, then somebody, but else, you... somebody else was like, well, I think it was actually you that sat there and said, like, well, you're, so you're talking about the next generation. Do not turn into Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> because why Star I... Wars TNG oh, God. <laughs> Star Wars Star Trek crossover never stop yeah <laughs> but if you think about it who went stopped making movies and went straight to series yeah they might be actually like I, I don't know maybe there's a, a room full of people in, a, in business <laughs> attires going like well, what are we going to do now what's going I don't on no no throw the dart on the board coming soon Star Wars episode 12,748. I'd watch Geriatric it. ward. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd watch that. Darth Vader gets sent to a home. <laughs> it's time for no, the sponge mean, bath, Vader. I can see yeah. them. Oh. Oh. No! 
Luke, I am your father. Yeah, you're going to stay here, too. <laughs> Luke, who are you again? <laughs> no, I can see that, like, if they, if they focus just solely on a TV series, you know, or maybe a few TV series or whatever, and let those stories hash out, and then once that's done, I say just end it all. I mean, it's had a good run. And it's been noted that most of the some of the movies that have came out recently haven't done that as well as some of the older ones. Well, I mean, true, but there's still. I mean, JD would be the first one to let you know that there's so many characters in that universe, universe that they have not premiered yet. That's one true. I would really like them to do, and it was part of the games, uh, and they technically have said that this character is canon in the Disney Star Wars universe, and that would be Revan. From the KOTOR series of games. Uh, I would like them to actually maybe make something out of that. Like a series or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I, rumors were that that trilogy was supposed to have something involved with that character. But, mm. again, rumors are rumors are rumors. <laughs> yeah. I think there just needs to be like a, uh, like a tiny war. I mean, it could be between... Jawas, Ewoks. I'd watch that. Yes. Throw Jar Jar in there. Yeah. Stop it. He dies in the first ten seconds. What's that about? <laughs> Misa got my head shot off. <laughs> R2 beats everything. Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, know. We're we'll going to have to cut some stuff out of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, as long as it doesn't get heavily cut, like uh, a certain... Uh, have you heard? I have heard. I have heard. Amber heard. It <laughs> was heavily cut from Aquaman 2. Uh, it was going to happen. Yeah. It was going to happen. It should have happened sooner in my book. Because well, I mean, now she understands that if you ruin a Pirates movie, that's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> All right, so... You, I, I got to say, say something real quick. Okay, Silver Fox Perry. You... Do not understand, understand how close you are with that one with Return of the Walkers, considering the trilogy <laughs> that was going to be made was going to be directed by the people who did Game of Thrones. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's hilarious. And kind of freaky. <laughs> Do you have the inside scoop there, Silver Foxberry? Are you in the know? Are you an expert witness? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, as... for some odd reason, I can just see Matt turning into uh, what did we say last week? Who oh, was no. the character that uh, in the first season? You don't ever want to be, but like this actor always dies in every one of his roles. Sean Bean. There you go. Yeah, you're gonna turn into that guy. I'm gonna cool. turn into Sean yeah, Bean. Stop, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to talk because the next story is about how Amber Heard was cut. Heavily from Aquaman 2. Ha ha. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I'm sure it's all over the place. So, I mean, it's not like somebody doesn't know unless you live under a rock. Uh, this role was initially supposed to be substantial, but has since been whittled down to very little screen time. Saying, uh, was it like less than 10 minutes or something? Which I'm sure eventually they're going to be like, eh, you're just, you're gone. Um, right. So, heard revealed herself that she had her role in Aquaman 2 reduced by a huge margin and that she had to quote unquote beg to even be allowed to reprise her role 
as Mira. According to the actress, if you even want to call her that, because based off of what I've seen from the freaking uh, trial, she's not very good. Uh, I was given a script and given new versions of the script that had taken away scenes that had action in it. That had depicted my character and another character without giving any away any without giving away any spoilers. The two big characters, the two characters fighting with one another. They basically took a bunch out of my role. They didn't. They just removed a bunch. There was a dot 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 between that. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the defamation trial between Emma Heard and Johnny Depp will likely conclude by the end of this month, I believe, on the twenty seventh. Um, and whoever loses this trial stands to lose a great deal more than millions of dollars. Which, in the court of public opinion, Johnny Depp has already won because of the fact that Amber Heard has just made a fool out of herself. And not to mention that, I don't know if you guys know this, but basically she went on the stand after a couple witnesses of hers on her side went <laughs> and she basically called them all liars. Including police officers and her own court staff. And her own therapist. And her own therapist, yeah. like it is, Which was hilarious. It was her, hilarious. Her, her therapist actually testified for Johnny Depp on accident? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this whole, this whole trial has been a shit show. Like, no lie. It's so bad. It down, really is. Hashtag down with Amber Turd. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed, agreed. Um, but yeah, it's just this whole trial has been just one. Not a beer, folks. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> this not, whole, this not whole trial has just been nothing but just. That's tomorrow. The sad part is, it's all memeable. Everything is memeable as far as. And I don't know if you guys remember, but you know, you know how she uh, there was this whole TikTok thing going around where people were chiming in on the whole my dog stepped on a bee thing. Yeah. She showed up after the break, after the hiatus for the week. She showed back up in court with an earring that was facing away from the jury. So the jury couldn't see it, but with the camera angles, the camera could see it and the people she's in front of could see it. She had camera a bee. Angles, the camera her, could see oh. it and the people... Oh, oh my! In subshirt, but yeah, there was. She was wearing a bee earring, like she's trolling. But at the same time, it's not helping her. <laughs> I think everything has become like we had actually. We've mentioned a lot of stories on this podcast about things that have become very meme worthy. Yeah, you know, from the Chris Rock Will Smith incident. Yes. Yep. Know, to the uh, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing. So, and I think it's going to continue because it does. Well, one, it gives us a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, and makes us laugh when we're having bad days and everything like that, even though people are very, very, very dumb <laughs> with their decisions. That all being said, here's the thing about... And the pirate hatch are coming out now. <laughs> right. So, okay, I, I forgot to ask this last week when we had actually brought this up the first time. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just a small segment. Uh-oh. JD, what's your favorite Johnny Depp movie of all time? Oh, gosh. Uh, there's... Oh, gosh. Get just say it. Get just say it. Joe? Pirates of the Caribbean. Matt? Edward Scissorhands. 
Oh, that's a good one. That's, too. Good one. that's the first Johnny Depp movie I've ever it seen. Is. Okay. Oh, well, you also have Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No. Mm. Okay, I think you're being. You're trying that to was funny. just creepy. I enjoyed it. Wow. Well, of course you enjoy it. You're I a creepy person. I just had to get a quick recap of some of the movies in my head. Okay. It's been a while. Uh, Secret Window? Yeah. I kind of like that one. Uh, obviously, all the Pirates movies. All, all of really, all yeah, of them. All of them. He wasn't in all of them. He wasn't. No. Well, the ones that he was in. Blow is what somebody said. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> hey, that. Hey, I. Hey, I. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Public Enemies. Okay. Was yeah. One of them? Yeah. That's where he played uh, Dillinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Alice in Wonderland's a good one too. That's, yes. Yes. That is a good As one. the Mad Hatter, he's awesome. Uh, I would probably say though that Pirates is one of my like big hits. Okay, the very first Pirates movie, I would say. And I guess that I will I will end that and say I have a twofer, honorable mention, and my favorite, my favorite being Nightmare on Elm Street. I was gonna say because that's where he debuted. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Crybaby, uh, yeah. oh, would yeah. be an honorable mention for me. But here was the whole point behind that, JD. What's your favorite Amber Heard movie? <laughs> I got one. I got one. What? I got one. Zombie Land. That was the one I was gonna say. Cause she dies. She has a very very small role, and she gets she gets killed with the top of a toilet, <laughs> and gets raid sprayed in her mouth. If that tells you anything about like that, just that was a vision into the future. Yeah. <laughs> of what was going to happen? I. I, I Say you asked that question, and I said, "Yeah, right." <laughs> what? In all seriousness, I mean, we, we, we poke fun. We poke fun about this whole thing, but honestly, it, coming out of this, and, and yes, a lot of people are memeing everything and making jokes about all this kind of stuff. And that, if they want to do that, that's fine. But the truth, oh, yeah, Sweeney Todd, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one too. That is that a is good one. Even Barber. Yeah. 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 Uh, but all, all this, all joking aside, you I mean this uh, whole thing has brought out like. The best in people because you know I've been I've been uh, following a, a YouTube channel by the name of Popcorn Planet. Okay. And uh, the guy that runs it, he uh, he basically he's he's had people come on and and basically show support and they do deep dives into Amber Heard's testimony into her uh, allegations and all previous things as far as the UK trial and just compiled everything and did their research and. I mean, honestly, there's just so much good that come out of it. Right. So. Well, one of the big things is that Johnny Depp, a lot of people that I've talked to, when they, when they look at the, when they view the trial, yeah, they automatically, because Johnny Depp has put the time in, he's put in the movies, he has a lot of good ones, he has a lot of wild cards, he has a lot of ones that people haven't seen and given a chance to, but when they do, it's amazing. Yeah. He's had some shit shows. Oh, definitely. Everybody has. Yeah. Lone Ranger. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but I think Amber being with Johnny Depp actually gave her a different, not a different view on life, but it kind of kept her relevant. Mm. And now this trial is what's keeping her relevant, but I think she's going to fall off because she, I'm not saying that she's not a good actress. I didn't say a great actress. I said a good okay, actress. Okay, okay. But do I think that oh, she's going Hollow. to get... 
Sleepy Hollow is another good one. Good, good man. But what I'm saying is, is I think Johnny Depp, he doesn't, these great ones. he's not going to ever, he's not going to lose a step. He's not going to be, he's not, he's getting older. Yeah. But nobody beats Father Time, but the thing is, like, Amber Heard has an extremely large, like, um, I almost said large window, small window. Yeah. I don't think she's ever going to have one of those great comebacks like most people look for. Yeah. Because no. she never really had that movie that kind of pushed her above. Johnny Depp has had movie after movie. JD actually just showed me on his computer. He yeah. was looking up stuff. Green Tea Ecstasy just brought up brought it up. What? What's Eating Gilbert What's Eating Gilbert Green? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, like I said, we can just continuously keep naming Johnny Depp great movies that we that we liked. A lot of people don't like this movie, but I never really had a problem with it. Once Upon a Time in Mexico was a great movie. I actually had that on DVD for a while. Yeah, it was the really sequel to Desperado. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really have it. I actually just watched Desperado last night. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, anytime, like, it gives you a chance. If Johnny Depp brings a movie out, i.e. Pirates, you want to check it out. If Amber Heard comes out with a new movie, it goes straight to DVD. <laughs> Oh. It I goes, mean, it's it sad, but true. It goes to Walmart. Yeah, I think out of my head here, the only one, like one of the only big ones that I could think of that I saw her in was a joke movie, and it was Machete Kills. Well, it wasn't supposed, supposed to be a joke, joke movie, but yeah, the movie that I actually got turned on to Amber Heard was a Nick Cage movie called Drive Angry. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You want to talk about a joke movie that was supposed to be an action movie. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to sit here and continuously keep beating up Amber Heard. Yeah. But let's beat up Marvel instead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she brings it on herself. She tries to act like she's some big thing just because she had one movie that did fairly decent, Aquaman. And not even to, to shit on Jason Momoa, but, you know... He hasn't really had the same breakout as far as Johnny Depp goes. So, I mean, he's he's a hot actor as far as, you know, he's hot as in, like, people want him for the movies. But at the same time, he's not at the same level as Johnny Depp. So she's trying to act like she's on the same level as him. And it's blatantly aware that she's not because of the fact that her whole defense, you know, her whole, like, uh, the people who are defending her just... <laughs> do so poorly in the courtroom yeah. like it's just one thing after another oh god my. oh my Green god oh jeez oh man wow that's awesome well, is that the sequel to Sleepy Hollow <laughs> oh what does that say shitstorm and a bump. And a bump. Yeah, that's definitely CP Hollow's sequel. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just I'm 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 ready for this to be over, but at the same time I don't want it to end. Because it's just so it's it's just sad at this point. It's just to the point where you just you see it and you're like, oh man, this is such like such a shit show, literally. But I can't stop watching. It's a car accident. Yeah, it is. It's train a, wreck. It's a right. train wreck car accident full Which of hobos. Sums up Amber Heard's movie. Wow. Me, but yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, well, I mean, from like what I'm saying, yeah, one controversy to another one that might be a potential controversy. Oh. Right. So Marvel 
Signs for Stan Lee's likenesses in future films, etc., etc. Yeah. The Hollywood Reporter revealed that this week, a 20-year deal between Marvel and Genius Brands International and POW Entertainment, the intellectual property company Lee started in 2001, will allow Marvel to license the name and the likenesses of Lee. He could be inserted in feature films via CGI, Disney-themed parks, and various experiences and merchandise. I'm going to go ahead and say this, because I do genuinely believe this, that in Endgame, it was the first time you ever got to see a CG version Stan Lee. Yeah, I think, like you said, that scene where he's driving yeah. down... Hey, hey, man, make peace, not war! Yeah. Oh, yeah! That was Is that whenever so. Tony was in in the past? with yeah. after? Okay, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. And that actually, I mean, you could tell what they were trying to do. I actually didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Now... What this sounds like it's doing. Yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna bite my tongue until the whole. No. Till, till Eric's done with the whole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Because they got a quote. Yeah. Here. Yeah, and the quote is: "It really ensures that Stan, through digital technology and archival, thank you, footage, and other forms, will live in the most important venue, the Marvel movies and Disney theme parks." Andy Hayworth, chairman of and CEO of Genius Brands, told the pub it's a broad deal. Yep. Yep. Discussion is this really a good thing to do with Stan, guys? Like Fuck we, no. Right? Hold on. Now, really hold on. Fuck really no. How how do you think that's a bad thing? I mean Okay. The the poor guy, right? He was already went through elder abuse. With his, with his children and everyone else stealing his money and mistreating him. Okay. Okay. Don't forget the gardeners. The what? The gardeners. The gardeners. They actually that that was one of the really. Things. Yeah, oh yeah. I didn't hear about that one, but now to make another buck off of his, off of Stan Lee. Even after death, they're going to still continue to use his likeness, his voice, everything that is Stan Lee. Fuck them. Okay, you make a point. Like, I, I'm half tempted to just stop watching Marvel altogether. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, that's... I can so, understand. I mean, uh, let the poor man die in peace. He died poor because people took advantage of him. He was living paycheck to paycheck, essentially, and that's the reason why he was still doing appearances into his 90s. My, my one thing as well is this is kind of a backpedal for Marvel because they said back in 2021 that the an endgame that would be his last cameo that they would insert. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of weird that they're doing it this way. I'll sit there and say, uh, I went to Universal a cu- back in 2020 before all the, you know, stuff Dumpster happened. Fires. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> happened. And at Universal, uh, they have a ride there based off Spider-Man. 
Uh, I don't know how much they've added lately. I mean, well, this today we looked up a video for Guardians of the Galaxy having a new roller coaster. Yeah, that thing and looks awesome. Really well done. But uh, no, and this ride—it's uh, a three, one of those three D moving rides based off Spider Man. Uh, there are four cameos of Stanley in that. Now they edited it, They actually just edited him in in like a new version of it four times. <laughs> Well, see, here's the thing. We go from a defamation, well, that's <laughs> a defamation, yeah, like court case. Do uh, say, Joe, do you actually think that there, there would be another def, like defamation? Uh, I don't know if I can say the word correctly. Against <laughs> defamation. Yeah, would it be against uh, for his character? Do you really think they're, in your eyes, do you think that they are? I like, think there's gotta the be some. I, I think there's gotta be some type of lawsuit, but I don't know by who, except for people vying for money from this. I, it's not gonna be a cease and desist. Stop using his license, right. his likeness. It's gonna be a. I want a cut of this, and that's the fucking sad part about it. That's the part that kills me. Yeah, he's dead and gone. He don't care worse shit right now. But, I mean, really? The man was a legend. Mm -hmm. Treat him like one. I mean, Not like a cash cow. Right. We wouldn't have the things that we take for granted sometimes and just talk about on this podcast. If Stanley had never existed, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. That's true. Spider-Man wouldn't exist. Incredible Hulk would not exist. Right. You know? Like, he was the, the sole factor. Well, I'm sorry, him and a couple of partners mm-hmm. were the reason these characters were created. And that's why I'm all about protecting Stan Lee and his likeness and everything. Is Okay, yeah, cool. We we get to see uh, Stan Lee every time we go to Disney World or we see a Marvel movie or whatever. We get our, we get our hey, Excelsior, yay. Right, uh-huh. but... Why? Yeah, I'm I'm paying two hundred bucks to go to Disney World to see a life-sized um, hologram of Stan Lee. Yeah, I mean, really? I wouldn't change. Like, I'm spending twenty-five bucks at the theater to go watch a Marvel movie so I can see a CGI Stan Lee in the. No, right. That's not why I'm going to the movie. I had to bring up something as well there on that. Uh, with this whole situation as well, we brought up a good point back then, Eric, about uh, they could have like changed the cameo character at this point. Mm-hmm. They yes. could have done it. They could have built it into the fact with... Oh, you must be my favorite character. Yeah. You must be talking about Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I was okay with that. Yeah. I would have been okay with that. Yeah. I would definitely be okay with that. Even if it wasn't Ryan Reynolds every time. Well, see, Because Deadpool's a fictional character. The last thing I heard about Ryan Reynolds is he signed, his contract signed with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, he is slated to do nine more movies. Wow. Jeez. Like, that is his, that is his contract. He could actually break it up and do cameos. Mm-hmm. Because that would actually count for one movie in his contract. And one way they could do it is like have him, but not like have he he's in costume, right? Yeah. But have him have a costume over that so he blends in. 
<laughs> that would be kind of cool. Well, see, Stan Lee was victorious. Like when I when I before he passed away, I got to meet him, as you all well know. Yep. Yeah. He liked to wear the, um, like the almost the vest. Yeah, the sweater vest yeah. or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put Deadpool in that. Right. There you go. Didn't he do that for a promo shot? Possibly. The, okay, so my favorite. I was going to ask you all that, like your favorite cameo that Stanley's ever done. Okay, because oh, there's gosh. been some great ones. <laughs> I will go first and say that there was two. Again, my favorite and honorable mention. It was from the same movie. The preview for Deadpool, when he goes into the phone booth to change. And he pops uh, out, yeah. Stanley goes, Hey! Or whatever, and does that. And he goes, Shut up! Or shut your mouth, Stanley! Like, I enjoyed that. But my favorite cameo <laughs> was definitely in Deadpool 1. When he was the host and DJ of the strip club. Ah, that was uh, a controversial on, stage, on stage next, chastity. <laughs> Our chastity is what he said and everything like that. When they did behind the scenes, like a, a scene where they had actually interviewed Stanley about it, he was like, "I I had a great time doing this because he was such a laid back individual." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. Like Joe said, he was a living legend at that time. But he's in there and he's like, I just feel bad for my cameo because Chastity never came to stage. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that is what made that. like Not that part in general, but just overall. You know? I actually have two as well. Uh, the honorable mention will be the one where he's a librarian. I think it's Spider-Man, yeah, the it Amazing is. Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Yes, Lizard and Spider-Man. Yeah, are fighting they're in the fighting, and he's just up there doing shit. Yes, but my favorite is whenever I think it was Iron Man. I knew that's what you were three. Say. Tony Stank. <laughs> oh no, you're talking. That was Civil War. Was that Civil War? Civil War. Okay. Okay. Yeah, where he was the. Oh yeah, because he was a postman. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, whenever he calls him Tony Stank, and I'm like, oh, that's that's. I think War Machine actually. Yeah. Went on to that too. He's like, hey, what's up, Stank? I got two as well. Uh, my first one is a classic, first X Men movie, where he's a general. Okay. During okay. one of the speeches. Yep. Uh, my second one, just because I have that in my canon that he is, this is his overall character. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie where he basically hinted that he was a watcher. Yes. Where he's talking to him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And he was in an astronaut <laughs> astronaut costume. Yes. Joe. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot. There's a <laughs> lo- I was going to say, a lot of honorable mentions that I would have yeah. um, in an Iron Man movie is when he looked at him and said, Hey, Hef. Oh, yeah. That's the second miss, one. Mistook him as Hugh Hefner. I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. Because he had the pipe and the, and the robe and everything. Yeah, right. he had a couple girls on him. And then there was one, I cannot remember what movie it was, but he's on a uh, sub train mm-hmm. and he's reading a script. I want to say it was Captain Marvel. I actually oh. haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't know. Actually, I will say that Deadpool 2 had a, like, friendly way of putting a cameo of him in it. And it was that, there was a picture of him in the background. Yes. Ah. Uh, like a mural. It, yeah, it was, it was on the side of a building, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a wall mural of him in that one. And I think Joe would be okay with that. Yeah. Instead yeah. of trying to sit there and take Do CGI likeness. and everything, yeah. And yes. actually, and possibly have someone come in and voice over. Yeah. Because you have people out there that can talk and sound just like him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all. Oh, yeah. Be. You're always going to have those voice actors right. that can be able to do it. But for diehard fans, they're going to know it's not him. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not the real Stanley. And uh, that's, that's, I guess that it's a cash cow. Yeah. How many people can we get to watch more Marvel movies? Because Stanley, even though he's <laughs> dead, right. is making a cameo. 
I mean, or uh, we've got a Stanley CGI'd at the theme park. You know, honestly, I mean, if they were going to do something like that and have Stanley and his likeness as far as full CGI, I I would rather them do it in just one film and do what Ghostbusters did for uh, what's his name, the guy that passed away. Yeah, yeah. Ramos. Uh, do what they did for him because that that was just beautiful. What they did for him. I don't know what you're talking about because I haven't seen that. Go, it's a good movie. Like seriously, you need to see it because it's based off of uh, him. You're talking about the Afterlife movie. Yeah, okay. the Afterlife. Uh, if they did something like that for Stan Lee and just had a one and done, you give him a send off. I, I could, yeah, I could get behind that. Do a send off that I can like get behind. Overall yeah. Farewell. yeah, yeah. Which didn't they do in Endgame? Like in the in the uh, Blu-ray. I don't know. They did like a big tribute thing for Well, them. yeah, I mean, as far as that, I can see that. But if they're wanting to do it in movie, mm-hmm. they need to do it right, have a tasteful send-off, mm-hmm. and be done with it. Mm-hmm. But Maybe have an ending of one of these massive uh, movies where all the superheroes are in it, having a funeral for them, and be, in, be done with it. That sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah, I mean, I could see something a like that. A send-off for the creator. But if they do any more than that, then yeah, I can understand. They're they're trying to cash in on yeah. his, his, his legacy. And basically. that's why I'm pissed off. I can understand that. Okay. You actually bring up with that quote, it's a broad deal. Yeah. That kind of is a painful thing to hear. And yes. Right. He is, he is being abused even after death. Yeah. So here's the thing. So everybody at this table has watched Endgame, correct? Right. Everybody seen it? Yes. No. Get out. <laughs> My house. You get out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you got. No, but okay. So everybody that has seen Endgame here knows the ending scene. That's what kind of brought it up. I don't remember if when Endgame got released, if Stanley was still around, because I don't remember exactly what year he passed. I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't know I how think he'd long. already passed after that. Okay, but if you remember that last scene with everybody that had come into that scene, mm-hmm. as far as all the heroes and everything, right? and they had done that farewell send-off to Tony Stark in the movie as far as a character, right? what happens if life imitates art, or art right. imitating life? Like, that was them sitting there sending off a farewell to Stan Lee. Mm. They just did it for a character instead of actually putting it out there. So that would be, as far as a farewell, I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In a movie done like they did for Tony Stark. Right. You know. Yeah, and so Endgame came out in 2019. Okay. Stan Lee passed in 2018. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah. Okay, so that possibly could happen. Or that was for, that was meant for that. They just put it in the film as what it was. Right. Yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Hopefully, they don't do it overboard. Because if they, you know, if they did, if they, oh, it's Disney and Marvel. I was gonna say, if they overdo it and it, and fans notice, it's gonna be a full boycott on their hands, basically. Yeah. Disney, so you own Deadpool, just put Deadpool in everything. Yeah, seriously, out. just do Deadpool and yeah, dress him up like Stanley. Who gives a shit? Good. Excelsior. Good Deadpool and Spider Man cameo and well anyway yeah jay yes on a lighter note i'm going to walk away from this subject and walk into that deep fog to that silent town oh 
Uh, is it on a hill? It's not on a hill. It's next to a lake. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so, Silent Hill reportedly might be coming back with multiple games. Uh, surprisingly, Konami somehow pulled some stuff out of, his, out of their asses. Uh, we kind of knew it was coming, though. I mean... Eh, not really. Konami's been kind of lazy. Uh, I will be honest on that. Last week... Leaked concept art revived fans' hopes that a new Silent Hill game was in the works. Now, a VGC report is claiming that Konami is working on several entries into the new into the survival horror series. Uh, on May 12th, Twitter user AestheticGamer1 shared four images that were allegedly from a new entry in the games. And further proof that this was real imagery was after he tweeted these images, they were removed for copyright reasons. Ooh. Um... Uh, SNA Gamer 1, who has very good credible leaks in his past, did not provide additional context for the images, only that he had enough proof from his source to believe that they were real. In his thread, he also revealed that this was not the only Silent Hill game in development. A statement this newest report from VGC possibly confirms. Uh, a couple of the pictures, which if you go to The Verge, if I'm correct, uh, you can find some of these in this. Uh, it'll be in the source in the recording. Uh... Two of the pictures remind me of the Resident Evil game, right? Uh, but, but then, like the third and fourth images, really bring out that weird Silent Hill vibes to it. Well, looking at the image that we're looking at right now, which is all in red, kind of reminds me of Silent Hill too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and just a couple of the things with like the thing with the whole Silent Hill world is when you go into this town. Uh, I know, like, one in three was based around some cult setup. I mean, the whole world, the whole city was based around a cult scenario. Yeah. Causing a ritual could have gone wrong. Uh, depends on how your endings go and everything. Sound Hill 2, which is what everybody considered their favorite, was kind of a side story, and it was about a guy who went into town trying to find his wife. The town fucks with his psyche. Based on his emotions, hmm. uh, I mean, honestly, to play these games, you have to keep an open mind about the fact that you're getting ready to play a game that makes no fucking sense, and it's gonna fuck. With but your it brain. will eventually, right? But it will eventually come together towards the end. Like they right. were not the Silent Hill games; they were not scary. They were what would be the word? They made you feel uneasy. It was uneasy, unsettling, suspenseful. Exactly. There was always felt like something was just. Wrong. It's the aesthetics. It's how they did the aesthetics of the game. They just made like that's what I think was a good series as far as on the PlayStation and, and further uh, further consoles was the fact that Silent Hill took you into a an, into a mindset where you just don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you feel not scared, but like I said, uneasy. Well, there was we had talked about this in a previous uh, episode. Where me and JD were talking about it, and there was a Silent Hill game where you actually looked, it, like through your door, through the eye hole, or through the people or whatever in the door, and that alone, the room, uh, Silent Hill would really mess with you. Oh yeah, Silent Hill for the room. Yes. Or, the rumor was that one originally wasn't going to be a Silent Hill game. Right. But there were re it was supposed to be references to Silent Hill in it. But then they just went ahead and dumped Silent Hill on the name. Right. Uh, the last one, the last Silent Hill game I remember playing was on, I forget what console it was, but it was Homecoming. That one? A PS3. 
Was that PS3? That, that one is a hit or miss. That was the first American developed. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people... It had, was weird. It was more of an action. Yeah. Or I, I apologize. Yeah, they came out for both uh, 360, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3. I think I played it on the Xbox. But that's... Yeah. that's yeah. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> we're getting photos from Joe. Uh-oh. Um, but, examples here. VGC Report also say that several of the sources, as well as notable video game insiders, have claimed that the game, the company Bloober Team, which made a game called The Medium, uh, just less than a year ago, I think? A couple, about a year ago on PC, or, no, on Xbox. Okay. And then they re-released it on the PS5. Um, are working on a remake of Silent Hill 2. Ah, rolling on the the remake train, huh? Yeah, I mean, they did that collection that did not go well, because Konami kind of half-assed it. Um, Well, see, here's the thing. On Xbox, well, you had Silent Hill 2 on PlayStation. Right. On Xbox, you had Silent Hill 2 Shattered Dreams. Oh, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Restless. I think it was Restless. It was Restless. You had Shattered Memories... That PlayStation, was, right? That was my favorite. But I actually Shattered, liked that one. That was a good American, right? Developed, but one. Xbox had a different version than PlayStation had of Silent Hill Two. Hmm. Still great games, but they just had like different version, I guess, and not extremely different version. Just a couple of add-on things for different for both consoles or whatever. We had actually talked about this on a previous podcast where the new Silent Hill game. Because me and JD were chomping at the bit to get the new Silent Hill game. If it were to ever chomping. come Chomping. Yes. <laughs> but you actually had, if I remember correctly, PT. Yeah, I had it on my uh, PlayStation. Yep. Uh, I was really excited right. to keep it, and then things happen and I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, uh, the other stuff that is part of this thing... The remake was backed up by that studio's own CEO putting on a tweet that they were working on another gaming project, Horror IP, with a very famous gaming publisher. Ooh. Hmm. Right. Uh, In addition to the brand new Silent Hill game and the Silent Hill 2 remake, there is possibly another one that that they are planning on working on. Not something I would care for as much, but they're planning on doing an episodic story-driven narrative. So maybe by, like, Telltale Games or something Something like Telltale that? Game-ish. Right. Uh, I don't know how that would work out. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like there's going to be anything of the game Silent Hills. The the now-canceled game that Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima were working on. I wouldn't mind to see, like, a, a remake of the movie, and they do a better job on that. So, the issue with the movie... Besides everything? The issue with a lot of the later Silent Hill things is it was kind of cash cowing them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, For example, one of the big characters that they love to keep on reusing, Pyramid Head. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pyramid Head, his (coughs) character was based off the psyche of the main character of the second game. Right. It was supposed to be something pretty fucked up. And then they sat there, you know, for that character alone. That He saw that. Right. And that thing ended in Silent Hill 2. Hmm. But then apparently, uh, 
you know, later stuff. Oh, he's the mascot character now. Yep. <laughs> Him or the nurses. Yeah. Which again, yeah. the nurses and nurse models that they use in that game is the ones from Silent Hill 2, which were supposed to be based off something else off the main character from right. 2. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I would like to see another, uh, a better movie based off of Silent Hill and they do yeah. it right. I would recommend if, you know, like, if anybody liked the series or played Silent Hill 2, look up on YouTube just like what were the meaning of some of those monsters. A lot of them are fucked up. <laughs> no? Uh, it, it's really bad. <laughs> but really well done what they did with it. Uh, yeah, it's still to this to this day. Like, still stands as one of my favorite just series in general. Yeah. Like I said, I've got my, my main favorites being Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Mm-hmm. Like, that was by far my favorite. I was a, I was a semi-fan of uh, Silent Hill Origins. But... Like I said, it was it was a really good franchise that I enjoyed. I do hope that it comes out. I think the last game that I actually purchased for Silent Hill would have been on the PS Vita, and that was called Book of Memories. Hmm. So you know that was the thing. Like you had the Silent Hill story, but every single game that came out, it it took you a different place in your head. Yeah, took you to an even like even if you didn't think you could go darker. <laughs> You know, in those games, they they, 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 they force they, you to go darker. They shoved you down the hole further. Yes. Um, so, one thing as well I had to bring up. Uh, my favorites were I love the story of two, but I love the aesthetics of the third game. Okay. Because that one there, as the game went on, like I said, two was kind of a slow burn where it got worse and worse and worse in terms of like what the world looked like Mm -hmm. and three got to the point of like i said two was based off the psyche three was just hey welcome to hell (laughs) 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 every time you went into the i guess they would call it now the other world right um which another fact one and three were the only ones that did the siren really yeah, that whole siren going yeah. to the other world. Yep. Two was, like I said, a slow burn. As his psyche broke down going through this town, it slowly snuck in. Hmm. And it took a while for people to sit there. Like, you're going through it. And at some point, you're like, oh, wait, I'm in the other world. How the fuck did I get here? Jeez. Like, you don't notice it at some at points. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, if I remember, I can't remember it off my head. Who is the? There was that a uh, one. This, the Silent Hill games would have uh, kind of like a reference to a series from back in the day. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, so one thing that a lot of people get angry about were the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice acting was meant to be kind of terrible, right? Because it was based kind of like off that idea of I can't remember the name of the series it was referencing. Uh, Crap. Uh, no, I mean, you can look it up. They have the reference, you know, again, there's stuff online talking about this. But th- that was the whole thing of it. But I'm talking and rambling on at this point. No, you're fine. I was going to sit there and say, like, one of the things I was going to say is the fact that I had learned this about you not too long ago, but since you had actually owned Silent Hill 3, you would sit there and told me that um, the Silent Hill 3 game had come with a soundtrack. 
This is what scared the hell out of me about JD is the fact that he goes, yeah, I still have the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And he would tell me straight up, he was like, I listen to it. Yeah. Like every day. I it has go, good music in it. Actually. There you go. And that's creepy. Uh, Twin Peaks. Okay, yeah. Twin Peaks. Which was, uh, in its own right, a very fucked up show. Yep. Um, but again, I will finish this up by saying, of course, Konami has not yet commented on these leaks, nor confirmed any of the projects. Of course not. Yeah, because that would just be awesome. Uh. <laughs> well, he wants to just, like, as far as his, his basis of fans, he wants to continuously keep us guessing. Yeah. But all he does is really piss us off, so it's fine. Hey, <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. I'm fine. We're fine here. What a load of crap. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. Oh, uh, so, Eric, here's something. Again, if you've been listening to some of our old episodes, this is something that this is kind of a callback coming back to it. Oh, water. Oh, why do you. Why do you water. What are piss you doing? Right. Why do you water piss me off? We have talked about this in the group, of course, as JD said. Way back, probably in the. It was still in the teen, tens of. Of the episode. Probably. And when we first talked about it, we were like, hey, it's a possibility of being a good idea. Nope. <laughs> we, we were, the first time it came, we were just like, hey, it's kind of cool to see this uh, group that does this type of grading yeah. for collectibles. Right. Gaming collectibles, etc., etc. And you even were planning on sending some of your collection. <laughs> nope. Then I sat there, what was it, a week later, I sent a message to Eric like, Eric, watch this first. All right. Watch these first. <laughs> yeah. See, because we had actually talked about that in the, the uh, previous episode that we keep uh, mentioning. I've always known of CGC, um, the comic book grading company, and they've done phenomenal work. Now, uh, me and a friend of mine uh, that I've known for, for years... We both had the idea of sitting there taking our best, uh, t most taken care of comic books, getting a small stack of them, and sending them off to CGC to get graded. Because, right, right. you know, it's an investment. You, you know, to make money, you got to put money forth to get it done. And getting your comics graded costs a lot of money. But when it comes back and it has the right grade, you know, if it's a, between a 9.2, 9.6, it automatically takes and, you know, bumps up the value by a sizable portion. Right. So now we have WADA, which we're doing all kinds of other things with Ugh. grading retro games. So, like I said, talking about in earlier episodes, earlier this week, a number of WADA game customers filed a class action lawsuit, of course they did, attempting <laughs> to put an end to some of the seemingly shady business dealings that the allegedly... That allegedly or, sorry, the lawsuit attempting to put to the, the end the seemingly shady business dealings that allegedly sparked the recent gold rush in classic games like Super Mario 64 and The Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. yep. That was one of the big things that when we were talking about this, uh -huh. uh, is there was a huge spike in collectibles in the prices of buying and selling. Because even like, I, like me and Eric were saying, 
for some reason, it went from, what would you say, maybe like 100, 200 for some of these games to millions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the game. And here was the messed up part was actually in that past episode, we had actually, we had pictures that we were referencing and we were talking about it. These, okay, so I have people that I talk to and stuff, uh, people that collect games like I do and everything. If it's sealed, they don't care what it is. They will buy it because they know that it's going to bump in value. Right. Right. If you get a sealed game, I applaud you. Like, that is really hard to do because a lot of people wanted to play the game, so they unpackaged them. Here's the thing, though. Every system had a game prepackaged with it. <laughs> the games that are selling for a million on their site are that they're referencing being like, hey, this is, you know, we graded this and now it's going to sell for this. It already came in a system. <laughs> you bought the system, you got the game. Right. <laughs> that should not make it that valuable because how many systems got released? That means there was a game for each system that got released. That's overflowing the market. Yeah, it's not going to be a rare run. I mean, the only like I think the only one that really was interesting was uh, a Super Mario Brothers that was not. It was like a prototype case, right? That was interesting, but I wouldn't have upped the price to a seven-digit number. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta remember, there's people out there that you have that tendency. Like I, I'm really bad about this. That if I'm in an auction and I'm bidding, and I know that I'm going to overpay for something, but somebody is actually bidding against me, it becomes a thing of like, no, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> I. I I don't even really want it. I just want to prove to you that I can beat you. And then Byron Moore sets in very quickly afterwards. Because they're like, oh, should I, I want it. it? Right. I did it. How much? Oh, God. Oh, God. What have I done? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, anyways, filed in the Central District Court of California, the class action lawsuit uh, first spotted by podcaster Pat... Contry. Contry, thank you. One day we'll be the first one to talk about something. Yeah. Is on behalf of Jacob Knight, Jacob Cribs, Jack, Jason Dose. And Jason Dose, thank you. As well as other potentially similar. Blah, 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 blah. Similar. Really? Yes. Individuals. They accuse Wada Games and owner collections, Collector. uni- or collectors, universe, of pumping up. A bubble around retro game collecting, misleading oh. customers, and a pattern of racketeering activity. Ooh. So that was one of the things we were worried about was there's a bubble now. Um, at some point, that bubble will burst. It's, uh-huh. a, it's a money bubble. Yes. And when that happens, it will mess up the collecting industry. And then they're just going to walk off and do something different. Yep. True. And like the NFTs. Oh! <laughs> Stop that. Right. Well, basically the way it works is that collectors send their games to WADA to process and... Oh, you skipped on. Oh, I'm sorry. Determine how pristine and rare they are. WADA charges fees to expedite the process and the commission of 2% on games valued at over $2,500. And now... Some of those collectors are claiming Wada ripped them off by hyping up the retro game market and then changing a premium for its services while fa- 
failing to return games owners sent sent in to grade in a timely manner. Yep. That is something that we actually had went over because there was already stories that had been produced or brought out that people who had been sending like had been taking the time to actually picking their games out of their collections that they wanted to get sent in mm-hmm. to see how much they could get. You had actually seen me that show me the same video that you had sent. These things were coming back in the mail after what six months. Yep. Like it was extremely long. There's to wait. one I, I I we quoted where I put the YouTube link on it. I feel so bad for this guy. I wish I could remember. Um, but uh, the what was it again? It was a a Pokemon collector. Like he did, he put he collected a lot of the Pokemon games. Right. Um, so, one thing that kind of came up was, uh, he posted a video, like, he, he was waiting for, I think it was about that much, like six months, and yeah. he finally got it in, because he was grading Pokemon Red, I think. It was, I was just about to say, and yes, Pokemon it was a, Red. it was a sealed version of the game. Everything like that. He got it in, with the grading, mm-hmm. and all that. They ripped a bit of the seal off the thing, and then he flipped it around, because, you know, again... He was kind of saying, this is what happened. I noticed the tear on the thing now. Oh, okay. I, I mean, that's okay. They graded it already. And it's a sealed box, so they know it was their fault. He flips it over. <laughs> they put factory marker on it. Yep. Yeah. Which killed it. Yeah, you want to talk about devaluing something? There you go. Right. Good job, Wada. <laughs> oh. Now, Pokemon, right there, like... Especially with Pokemon games and everything like that, like if they are graded, you do have a good return if you want to get rid of them and stuff. If you're going to screw up a sealed game like that, because again, gamers wanted to open up games and play them. That was the whole purpose of having the game. But if you were lucky enough to get a sealed copy, you don't really want to see anything bad happen to that. Nope. Ripping that sealed copy, guess what? Not sealed anymore. (laughs) So you don't have a new price on it. It's going to diminish. And who the hell puts... Fa- like, I've never understood that, putting factory marker on something. Like, even video games that I've picked up from, like, sales or anything like that. Like, I've seen last names mm-hmm. written on old Nintendo games, on yeah. NES games. Why? Why do you Oh, I- I'll take it one even further. Whenever I had my 64, yes. I bought games, like, used games. Mm-hmm. And they have... It looks like they melted their name on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah. That hurts. Mm-hmm. That Actually, I think I've I have one that. at home right now. I've seen that. Now, see, here's the fun part behind that. You can actually sit here. Like, I've actually bought a game that had, like you said, a last name melted into it. Okay, that's fine. It's not going to be original. I get that. I understand that. But if it was melted on the backside of the, of the 64 game, that means the label is fine. The mm-hmm. label has not been touched. So you take a nifty tool like a screwdriver set you take off the the two bolts or the two nails in the back of the 64 you go to a store and you buy a 64 game that is a sports game (laughs) you put the really bad melted back to the sports game you take the very nice back if you can find one on a sports game and you replace them Guess what? Your game looks amazing. I, then I used to do that, yeah. kind of the same thing, but with PlayStation games. Uh-huh. So, like, if I let somebody play my game and I get it back and it has a shit ton of scratches on it, like I hate that with a this passion. This has been Eric's 
life hack corner. Yeah, right. I would, I would, I would actually back then renting games was still a thing. Yeah. So I would go out, I would rent the game that I have, mm-hmm. and if it's in better condition, I would switch them out. I knew, <laughs> knew I rented his game. <laughs> uh, I got to point out here, and again, just one of the things I want to bring it up because I was talking about it. Right. Uh, and another example was one customer showed Kotaku screen Kotaku screenshots of their order. They put in the game Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, which Ooh. is a good GameCube. Very hard to get GameCube game, apparently, now. Yes. Uh, he originally placed it in November of 2020. He wow. just got it back last week. 18, 18 months, months later. later. Well... A lot later than that, if it's going by the 2020. <laughs> right? Jeez. Yeah. See, this is why I'm so happy that my Fire Emblem Path of Radiance game is on my bookshelf in my apartment. <laughs> so the way I look at it is like, I, get, I can understand you getting the rating and you wanting to see how pristine your game is and what it might be worth. But I wouldn't want to send in my game because there's a million things that can happen between your house and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if somebody just decides, hey, oh, I know there's a game here. I'm going to steal it. Or if it gets jumbled up in, in transit. I, just, I, I, I couldn't trust myself or anybody else with precious games like that. I'd just be like, okay, if somebody wants to buy it, give me a price. If the price is right, you can have it. Right. You know, I just so those don't... games that you have on your bookshelf downstairs, I'll, I'll take those. <laughs> if the price is right. <laughs> About to Bob Barker the shit out of those games, but <laughs> wow! We can do this. Give a high order, one dollar. Oh! And the actual retail price? No, okay. <laughs> we'll have to play Plinko for it. Okay, go ahead. Shit. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the messed up part: is, is like he's sitting there saying that and talking about like the price is right and everything like that. It is messed up that I could tell him exact numbers. Because I'm just that versed. Like, I know. Because, okay, so Matt had, uh, side story, real quick, a British version. He had sent me, I'd asked him, he said he had a couple of games. I was like, well, I'm just interested in what you have. He sent me pictures. I could tell him right then and there because he was talking about 64 games were the majority of what you had. Yeah. Yet you have the original box and the manual. Right. Okay. There's where your big money is right there. Even though the boxes are in terrible condition. Yes, but manuals sometimes out outvalue the box. Yeah, I mean, the manual is the last time I got out the manual for my uh, Zelda Majora's Mask. Yes. It still smells like a brand new manual. I'm still not that person that will actually smell things. You know, why? I don't actually go... Yes, he does. Only on occasion. Wait times for collectible grading houses have spiked during the pandemic. <laughs> But some of the repeated delays with water are especially long. Long as estimated wait time, 150 days. Yeah. Jeez. So, with the Fire Emblem story that you had said, whether the new class action lawsuit against water will go anywhere in an entirely different is an entirely different question. Plaintiffs seek an injunction requiring water to immediately cease making false statements about expected turnaround times. For grading services, it reads. Those suits are also 
Oh, I'm sorry. Those, those suing, sorry, also want restitution for delays and the potential difference in commission if retro game prices prices were not inflated. Yeah. This is the thing, and this is what I'll end this with, as far as my my thoughts. The pandemic spiked a lot of different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Games were one of the biggest things that spiked because when you were stuck and confined to your house or apartment or just wherever you lived, you could not go anywhere. Everybody was very scared of what, you know, the potential of what you could catch during the pandemic and right, everything right. like that. So people were starting to go in their attics, starting to go down in their basements, starting to go to their closets. They were starting to pull or power back on these things that they grew up around. Yeah. But before the pandemic, nobody really ever played them anymore because they had so many things they could do. Yeah. When they got put in that situation, everybody started playing their video games again. They started pulling them out and they regained that love. For video games, the OG. There's a lot of games so it's during right. the whole. Yeah, there's a lot of games during the pandemic that would have not have like gotten popular that boomed. Oh yeah, it. I can give you one right now. One of the meme ones, Among Us. Yeah, Among, Among Us. us. Among Us. Among uh, Us. Fungus yeah. Among Us. Yeah, that one there was an example of wow, this game boosted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah took one, of the, one of the ones, because a lot of people like to pull out their old systems, their retro systems, retro, retro systems. One of the games that actually I saw a lot, like it was always valuable, but it became, it jumped leaps and bounds during the pandemic. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Oh, Ooh. that is such a fun game. Right. Yes. So when you have nothing else to do and you're confined to your living quarters, Yeah. <laughs> you punch little, the bring, shit out of some. Bring out little Mac. Yeah, yeah little Mac is gonna go beat the shit out of Soda Poplinski. Yeah, <laughs> Soda Poplinski. Or you had, or you had King uh, Hippo. Yes. <laughs> See, watching the old Mario cartoons and everything, like when I saw King Hippo for the first time as a bad guy, I'm like, oh, the dude that I would hit in the stomach with the X, <laughs> and then he would fall down once and not be able to get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, obesity. I learned of. I learned about at a very young age. (laughs) So true. Thank you, King Hippo. So true. A gentleman and a scholar. Speaking of a gentleman and a scholar. Hey, Joe, what are you up to? Oh, I'm just browsing through Twitter. Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. How's it doing? Uh, I mean, it's Twitter. It's crashing on me right now, which isn't a big surprise because Musk might not buy it. Oh. So that means we can still try to get it on here. I think we're going to put our bid in, aren't we? We're going to try to buy Twitter. So so how <laughs> much sure money between this. the four of us can we scrape together? <laughs> Zero. Uh, I got... Uh, let me give, give me a second here. Uh, I, I, I got some pocket lint. Yeah. I, got, <laughs> I have a Canadian nickel. I got half-chewed bubble gum. <laughs> what? Chewed? I'm poor, man. I got to save how's everything. It, how's it only half-chewed? I... Uh, moving on. Musk. Yeah, so everyone knows Elon Musk. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> what? If you listen to this what? podcast, you definitely know Musk. Uh, you must know him. Yes. Yeah. Stop it. Ah. 
<laughs> Elon Musk is putting pressure on Twitter, saying his deal to buy the company can't move forward unless it shows public proof that less than 5% of the accounts on the social media platform are fake or spam. Ooh. Right. Bots. Bots. Robots. Yeah. Late night on Monday, Musk tweeted that 20% fake spam accounts while four times what Twitter claims could be much higher. My offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate. So apparently they're doing some... Uh, to him, he thinks yeah. it's being a little shady. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's cleaning out Twitter's uh, attic. Right. Uh, on Tuesday afternoon, he tweeted a poll to his 93 million followers. Jeez. Apparently <laughs> people know him. <laughs> Just a few. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, saying Twitter claimed that less than 95% of daily active users are real, uh, unique humans. Does anyone have that experience with one reply indicating laughter and another showing a bot? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I am a bot. Yep. (laughs) I am totally real account. Send me money. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Just just don't forget to check all the boxes with, like, road signs. Right. (laughs) He added yesterday, Twitter's CEO publicly refused to show proof of 5%. This deal cannot move forward until he does. Right. Musk spent much of the previous day in a back and forth with Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal? Yep, I think that's how you say it. Parag. Parag Agrawal who posted a series of tweets explaining his company's efforts to fight bots and <laughs> and how Effort. it is it has consistently eliminated less than 5% of Twitter accounts are fake. I'm pulling this up for me and Eric to look at while you're explaining what the rebuttal was. Right. Musk, who has been demanding the Twitter that Twitter subject its estimates to outside validation replies to a growl with a poop emoji. (laughs) (laughs) The potential owner of Twitter replied with the fucking poop emoji. Yes. (laughs) Oh, wow. Right. At a Miami uh, technology conference Monday, Musk estimated that... At least 20% of Twitter's 229 million accounts are spam bots. Jeez. <laughs> a percentage, he says, was at the low end of his assessment, according to a Bloomberg News report. Um, at the All In Summit, Musk gave the strongest hint yet that he would like to pay less for Twitter than the $44 billion offered he made last month due to this. So basically, Elon Musk, poop. he looked he looked at us like, you're damaged goods. You're not worth $44 Right, dollars. basically. Like, you're you're just, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of wretched. So you need to clean up your shit. Maybe take a few vaccines. Uh, get rid of your, uh, your diseases there. Yeah. And then maybe I'll call you up. 
Maybe they Maybe. went to Hollow. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. The Twitter board is caught in a very tough spot. You as, don't say. Yeah. <laughs> as if they do not accept a lower price after negotiations following the bot issue scrutiny over the coming weeks for the deal and Musk does actually walk. Then the stock would likely see a sub $30 level with a broken deal in this shaky market backdrop. Oh. Webbush Securities analyst Dan Ives said. So, short and simple with this, uh, if this deal breaks, Twitter goes under. Yeah, you <laughs> might not get away from this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because Musk said he wanted to just create his own social network. (laughs) So who knows? I mean, if if Twitter doesn't get his shit together, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see something uh, created by our uh, richest man in the world. Yeah. So so then it will be the richest man in the world versus a robot (laughs) vying for uh, fans of social media space. Musk versus spoil the next Marvel movie for us. Musk versus the Zuck. (laughs) Twitter, you're stuck between a rock and a musky place. Oh! (laughs) Do you smell the stench? Can you smell what the musk is cooking? Oh God! Oh! Somebody do a snap real quick. Oh man, I don't know. Like, part of me wants to see Twitter just go down in flames, and and Elon's probably just be like, nah. You you got that? You what got else? that uh, pedestrian wanting to watch the car wreck? Pretty much. Like, I, I want to see Twitter just fall, because I just I, I don't know. Like the Roman Empire. Yes. I I could see I could see Musk dressing up like Caesar. <laughs> Are, Are you, you not, not entertained? entertained? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, we're talking about a person who literally put a I demand trial by combat. <laughs> right. Putin. Right. So, in my mind, I'm seeing, like, a next generation fight. Where Musk has, like, fight? like uh, <laughs> Musk is riding the Millennium Falcon. And he turns on, like, a camera or whatever. And he's, like, on the... Uh, what was the Enterprises? Was it just the Enterprise? Yeah. Okay. But you have Zuck on there, but he looks like Data. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, set the, the phasers, <laughs> get him off stun. I mean. <laughs> and they just keep going back and forth, and it's over. All they want is Are Twitter. you saying that Zuckerberg doesn't already look like Data? As, oh. we, as I look up. The one picture of him skiing, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> Water skiing that looks like he was literally in what was it? My makeup. <laughs> <laughs> See, every time you show me that picture, all I can think of is a uh, a movie that I I think I still own it, but it has Sean Patrick Flannery, the guy that was in uh, Young Indiana Jones. He was in the Boondock Saints, yep. but he was yep. in a movie called Powder. That Zuckerberg photo that I saw, I thought was Powder. <laughs> <laughs> As I pull it up again here. Oh, God. That photo is just hideous. <laughs> Jeez. I mean... It looks like he layered... Like, instead of, like, you know, trying to put and a sunscreen... And blend it in. And, 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 you know, yeah. what you're supposed to do with sunscreen. He was just like... 
<laughs> it's like worse. he hired a bunch of dudes just to surround him with each of them having a bottle of suntan lotion and just be like, all right, boys, pour it on me. Uh, I just, I saw that picture just now and, you know, okay, so the first thing that pops in my head, how many people have seen Tropic Thunder? <laughs> so you're saying he's white-facing. <laughs> wow. Dressed as a dude. No, 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 oh, wait, wrong no. dude? No, the, the one guy that Ben Stiller was facing. Oh, oh. Uh, Simple Jack. Simple Jack, yeah. That's what Zuckerberg looked like in that <laughs> Wow. Zuckerberg is Simple Jack. That is hilarious. Well, on that note, we'll be right back after this short ad. There's a TED Talk going on? There is a oh, TED Talk oh, going man. on. We gotta go yeah. to Ah, Zuck. Yeah. With the Twitter buyout on the fritz, Musk himself has taken the initiative to create a whole new platform for social media. Here today to explain his new state-of-the-art social networking system, ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk. Take it away, Musk. Thanks, Tom. Introducing the um, next innovation in social media marketing and the new normal for digitized social interaction, Teslax, an all-inclusive, uh, ever-expanding platform that will satisfy all your social needs. So uh, you want to post uh, short-form content? Try Mars with features such as uh, silly cat videos, saucy memes, and only here on Teslax. 360 character posts that dwarf the 280 of traditional blue birdie posts. Ooh. Ooh. Know that the users on Mod S are all actual people, not bots looking to steal your precious information that you willingly post on my platform. Very good. Want to post video content to share with your grandmas and or your bros? Take two with Teslax Mod Y series where you can literally send your videos into outer space. With the best in uh, video editing software built into it, any video will be worthy of Jerry Bracana. Oh, that is amazing. So, Elon, are you bringing this world-breaking S&P, or social networking platform, to the masses? A very simple question. Uh, Tom? Oh, yes. Quite. Teslax uses patent Starlink technology to beam our platform straight into your eye sockets for m maximum coverage. So you're saying into the eye holes? Yes, in the, in the eye holes, exactly. Oh, nice. Take it from me, the Musk. This service will give you everything you need. But if you're like me, you want it all. If you pay the premium price of $15.99 per month, you will unlock my patented Trotech feature programming. Ooh. With a simple algorithm coded to a single button, which, when used, will banish social media trolls back underneath their bridges. Quite. And I have more on the way, with announcements to be discussed at my, net my next TED Talk. Yes. Musk out! Yeah! And we're back. Yeah. Man, that was a long one. Yeah. That was. Not, not our greatest... But yeah, it was funny. It was it, it, it was, was fun it, to write. I know that. Yes. <laughs> we just there was so much more to what we originally wrote. You should have heard my cut version of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! It was very uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Hashtag poop emoji. 
Get the bag. Hashtag Amber Turd. Oh. oh. <laughs> but I think after all that, guys, what do you, what do you think? Hashtag Mega Pint. <laughs> I think hashtag Let's End It. Okay. There you go. So, as always, everybody, like, comment, and follow our Facebook and Instagram, Republic of the Geek. If you like this podcast, support us through our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash podcasterdie channel. Every little bit helps. Well, that, that, that. thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next week. Bye. What? what? <laughs>